the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the ministry of your word. Thank you that your word has capacity to transform us and to make us become the kind of people you've ordained us to be. Thank you that the spirit of wisdom is the portion of everyone watching the broadcast now or may watch it thereafter. Thank you, Lord, that we are upgraded and transformed to become the people you've ordained us to become. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Okay, so we've been on a series which you have captioned, A Better Me, and I've walked you through becoming better through habit. That's what I've been teaching on for a very long time and I hope to finish it up with this aspect of the subject of habit. All right, so we've been on habit and that's where we want to continue with what we've been doing. The book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, it says, the path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more onto a perfect day. So God wants you to shine. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. He said, Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. God wants you to shine. God wants you to make progress. God wants you to succeed. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he said, We all with open face, beholding us in the glass, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, that's God's will for us. We establish the fact that God wants us to be better in all areas of our lives. He wants us to be better financially. He wants us to be better spiritually. He wants us to be better in our body. He said, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospereth. So God wants the best for us. And so we have been looking at how we play our own part, the role that we also have to play in order to become the best that God has wired us to be. And that's what we've been looking at. And the past weeks, I took you through 12 essential habits for a healthy soul and a body. Today, I want to zero in on what I've captioned financial habits. If you are going to be well in your spirit, your soul, and your body, you have to be well in your finances. Yes, money plays an important role in our lives. Money is so important that if you think it's not important, you end up not doing anything important in life. If you are going to do anything meaningful and impactful in life, money must be a part of it. Money is so, so important. Look at what scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. He says, a feast is made for laughter, and wine makes merry, but money answers everything. A feast is made for laughter, wine makes merry, money answers everything. 
The good news version says, feasting makes you happy. Wine cheers you up. But you can't have either without money. I like this translation. It says, feasting makes you happy. Wine cheers you up. But you can't have either without money. Laughter and bread go together. And wine sparkle to life. But it's money that makes the world go round. I still go back to feasting makes you happy. Wine cheers you up. But you can't have either without money. That's it. You can be happy without money. Yes, you can be joyful without money, but you can be happy without money because money will change the happenings around your life. Money is very, very critical. But because money plays a critical role in our lives, it's important that we understand the rules about money and learn to live within those rules. Life is governed by laws. And the better you understand the laws of life, the more you are able to get out of life. So money is important. And we are looking at financial habits because financial success begins with financial discipline. Financial success begins with financial discipline, and financial discipline is impossible without financial habits. That's why it's important that we appreciate financial habits. Financial success begins with financial discipline, and financial discipline is impossible without financial habits. Look with me to the book of Luke 15 verse 11 to 14. He said to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there, wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. Now, this gives us a picture of a person without financial discipline, a person without financial habits, a person who is ignorant about how the rules that govern money and how money works. That is the story of the prodigal son. He tells us about how he took his father's property, his father's estate, no longer his father's estate in a sense, because the father gave it to him. So he gave it to him, and the Bible says, having taken possession of his father's estate and wealth that he had assigned to him, he went to a far country and then he wasted his substance. The word prodigal is wasteful. When you live prodigally, you live a wasteful life. That's what the gentleman did. He went and wasted all his substance on wild living. And then the Bible says his money ran out and he began to be in want. Prodigal living is when you spend without thinking, when you spend as if your money is inexhaustible. Now, I want to take about four reasons why it's important that we develop excellent financial habits, all from this short piece I just read to you. Number one is that money can be wasted. Money can easily be wasted without excellent financial habits. If you don't learn about how to handle money and you don't cultivate the right habit with money, you would easily waste money. A lot of people waste money every day and you don't want to be a waster. If you are going to be better financially, you have to be financially prudent. You don't have to waste your resources. God is against waste and you cannot also prosper being a wasteful person like we saw in the life of the prodigal son. The Bible says when he took his inheritance, he went to a far country and then we are told the first thing he did was to waste it. Why did he waste it? 
There was no financial habit. He didn't have excellent financial habit. So anything that came on his mind, he bought it. Anything he wanted, he just had to get it because he had the funds to support that lifestyle at the moment. And that's how a lot of people live. Whatever comes to mind, we want to get it. Whatever latest thing is on the block, we want to get it. We look fashionable, we want to. I mean, and it's great. But you must understand that you may not be able to sustain that life in the long term if you don't develop financial habits. Okay, so that's number one. Four reasons why it's important we establish excellent financial habits. Number two is that money can run out. It's important we appreciate that money is not an inexhaustible commodity. Money can run out. We are told in verse 14, about the time his money ran out, he began to be in want. Your money can run out. No matter how much you have, you can lose it. This is what scripture says in Proverbs 27, verse 23 to 24. He said, be diligent to know the state of your flaws and attend to your heads. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Riches are not forever. Take note. Be diligent. Take care of your flock that is bringing you the money. Be diligent to take care of your heads because money can run out. Again, Proverbs 23 verse 5. And these are words of Solomon, the man who was acclaimed to be the richest man or described as the richest man in all of scripture. This is what he says. He said, will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings and they fly away like eagle." Toward the heaven, riches can fly away. Yes, you may have a lot of money. That's why sometimes you see people who used to be very rich, but along the line, they lose everything they have. Why? Because money can run out. May your finances not run out. May this year be a year of abundance for you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. And it's important that if you are going to enjoy abundance, we learn to be financially prudent and cultivate the right financial habits. Of course, number Four is that farming seasons are inevitable in life. One, he wasted his money because he had no excellent financial habit. And then two, his money ran out. And then number three, the Bible said, and about that time where his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land. A great famine swept over the land. A great famine swept over the land. He never knew a famine was coming. If he had thought that it was possible that a famine would come. I'm sure he would have been more careful the way he managed his funds. But he never thought about farming. He felt that abundance was always going to be there. He was going to enjoy abundance every day. And the condition, the situation, the economy was going to be the same. The weather will not change. Everything is going to be the same. And so he was just having fun. But life is not like that. Life is made up of seasons. The Bible talks about Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. He said, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. And outline a number of seasons. A time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to be born, a time to die. So it's important you understand that there is a wet season, there is a dry season. There is a spring, there is summer. So you have to always appreciate that. There are seasons in life. Today, you may be in a season of abundance, but the season of abundance may not always be there. That's why you need 
to be financially prudent. That's why it's important that you develop excellent financial habit. In the book of Ecclesiastes 7.14, this what scripture says. He said, enjoy prosperity while you can. But when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. Remember that nothing is certain in this life. In other words, in your season of abundance, understand that wealth may not stay forever. So plan to make sure that whether money is there or money is not there, you will have enough to be able to keep your life going. This guy, the Bible said, when his money ran out and the famine began, he began to be in one. Go back. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. Look at that. This guy began to starve in times of famine. But when you read the book of Psalms, Psalm 37 verse 19, he said, They shall not be ashamed in an evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. So there is a group of people who can be satisfied in times of famine. And I want you to belong to that kind of group. In times of famine, they shall be satisfied. When the mighty famine rose, the prodigal son began to be in want. He began to starve. He was not satisfied. He was starving. Why? Because he didn't have the means to survive the famine. You can't predict when the famine will come. You can't prophesy it into manifestation. But you can always prepare yourself against seasons of famine. That's what the Bible tells us to learn. He said, go to the ant and learn of his ways. He has no overseer, but he prepares his food down. Packages its food down in the time of the summer. And then when the, time, the season changes, he can still survive. And then, of course, number four is that money problems can mess you up and open the door to many other problems. Money problems can mess you up and open you up to many other problems. That is what happened to this gentleman. We are told when his money finished and a mighty famine came, which he had no answer to, he began to be in want. He began to starve. And he starved. His problems began with starving. And when he starved and began to starve and starve, and the starving became very serious, he began to deserve food offered to pigs. That is not good at all. He began to lose a sense of personhood. He lost his dignity. As a Jew, you are not even supposed to take pig meat or pork. Let alone come and desire the food offered to pigs. That was really, really a no-go area. You are not even supposed to come near pigs. And yet, this man was feeding the pigs, and he was desiring what was offered to the pigs. That was a very, very bad situation. And that's how a lot of people find themselves in very complex and unpleasant situations. Money problems usually don't start in a day. They start from your decisions. They don't start from your pocket. They start from your mind. Money problems don't start from your pocket. It starts from your mind. The mind that is controlling the funds will determine whether there will be abundance or there will be lack. And that is why it's important that you pay attention to this teaching I'm doing very closely. Now, I want to walk you through eight essential habits for financial success. If you want to experience financial success and then enjoy financial rest, which will translate to physical rest, emotional rest, and spiritual rest to some degree, you have to understand these habits. You have to cultivate these habits, embrace them. Number one is the habit of diligence. The habit of diligence. 
you have to learn and cultivate the habit of being a hard worker, being a disciplined worker. That is what a diligent person is. A diligent person is a disciplined worker. He's a hard worker. He can stay. He's very dutiful. You have to understand that prosperity answers to what you do, not what you say, not what you talk, not what you confess. Prosperity answers to what you do. The Bible says in Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do everything that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous. When you observe to do everything that is written in it, then you make your way prosperous and you have good success. Psalm 1.3, he says, It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, whose leaves also shall not wither. He shall bring forth his fruit in his season. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatever he does will prosper. So you have to be someone who is doing something. Don't just sit at home and complain there is no work. If there is no work, there will be no money. Because that's what scripture says. He says in Ephesians 4.28, Let him who stole steal no longer. But let him rather labor, working with his hands, what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. That's what the Bible says. If you are going to have something for yourself to eat and to give to those who are in need, you have to work and labor with your hands. Labor with your hands. Find something to do. Lazy people are soon poor. Proverbs 10.4, lazy people are soon poor, but hard workers get rich. This year, don't be lazy. Find something to do. Find something to do. You may not have the job of your dreams. You may not have the job you desire, but you can find something that is available to do. By all means, be busy. Go out there and look for something profitable to do. Don't love pleasure. Love work. The Bible says in Proverbs 21 verse 17, those who love pleasure will be poor. There are some people, they just enjoy partying. Unless you don't invite them for a party, they will show up, but they are lazy at work. They cannot concentrate. You give them an assignment. They cannot focus and deliver good results, tangible results within record time. They are lazy. You cannot afford to be lazy and expect to be prosperous at the same time. Prosperity and laziness are at two different ends. They are the gap between them as wide as the gap between life and death. You cannot cross over. Laziness will always end you in poverty. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes 9:10, he says, Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Work enthusiastically, work with all your might, work with focus, work with tenacity, stay hard at work. May you receive grace to be a diligent worker in 2023 and beyond in the name of our Lord Jesus. So that's the first habit. The first thing God gave man after creating him was to give him work. He planted him in the garden. He said, till it and keep it. And then you qualify to eat of the fruit thereof. So that's where it starts from. In the book of Thessalonians, he says, This is what we wrote unto you, that if any man will not work, neither should he eat. Are you eating for free? May I ask you? Are you eating for free? Maybe you are eating into your mother's account. 18, 20, 25, you are just sitting home, there are no jobs, there are no jobs, and you are eating, it's because you are eating into your mother's account, you are eating into your friend's account. Stop eating from other people's account. 
begin to find something to do and eat from your own labor. According to Thessalonians, if you will not work, we are not supposed to give you food. All right. Number two is a habit of giving God first place in your finances. Giving God first place in your finances. Once you start working and you start earning, you have to understand priority. This is a law of priority. The priority is that God must come first before your personal expenses take over. You must be disciplined in the way you manage your finances. The budget must be done and it starts with God. Why? Because without God, nothing works. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, and if you look at that context, before he came to 33, to say that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he was actually talking about money. He said, no one can serve two masters. You either give God, don't worry about what you eat. And all of those things are things that money answers to. What you eat, what you drink, what you wear. You don't buy them. You don't get what you eat with prayer. You don't get what you wear with prayer. You get them with cash. So Jesus was talking about money. And then when he finished all of that, he said that if you are going to enjoy wealth, if you are going to experience financial abundance and increase and fruitfulness, you have to learn to give God first place in your life. May I ask you, do you honor God with the first? Do you honor God with the first fruit? The Bible talks about it in Proverbs 3 9. He said, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy increase. Then your bonds shall be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out with new wine. That's key. We must learn to honor God with our tithe. We must learn to honor God with our first fruit. We must learn to honor God with our giving. In your finances, make a firm decision this year to honor God. You are simply a steward. You must never, 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 never forget that. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4, 2, you must be found faithful. And when you are found faithful, then Proverbs 28, 20 will answer in your life. A faithful man will abound with blessings, and he that makes haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Of course. Number three. Is the habit of budgeting and sticking to it. Yes, uh, two ends size to it. The habit of budgeting and sticking to it. The habit of budgeting and sticking to it. The habit of budgeting and sticking to it. It's crucial that you learn the discipline of budgeting. Pastor, my money is too small. That's why you must even budget more. When the money is small, then you must budget tight on it. Whether it's big money or small money, budgeting is critical. When we talk about a budget, a budget is a plan of expenditure. How you intend to spend your money, that's a budget. And life must be lived with plans. Without a plan, you are only playing in life. Without a plan, you'll be a mess in life. You have to have a plan. Have a plan for your spiritual life. Have a plan for your relationship. Have a plan for your finances. And the plan that governs or guides your finances is a budget. A budget. How much must I spend? When you don't have a budget, it will look like you can spend your money without knowing. Waste is inevitable without a budget. A budget helps you to live and spend within your means. That's what a budget does. It helps you to live and spend within your means. It also helps you to be financially disciplined. You know that beyond this limit, you don't have the funds to support it. When others are giving you offers, you know it's not within your budget and you can focus. When you go to town and somebody chases you, 
oh, this sister, this one will fit you very nicely. You know you don't have a budget, so you don't even waste your time bargaining. But by the time you are without a budget, money is in your pocket. Anybody can call you to a corner and introduce something nice to you. You have to understand that budgeting is critical. If you are going to work in financial health, if you are going to be financially excellent, if you are going to enjoy financial abundance, you must learn the discipline of budgeting. Budgeting may not be nice. Budgeting will help you to delay certain gratification. There are things that may not be in your budget now, but it can be in your budget tomorrow. It can be in your budget in the future. And that is critical. Delay gratification is key. It's one of the essential traits of maturity. If you meet a mature person, he knows the things he desires. They have great appetites. They have great desires. But they also know that their desires may not all be fulfilled in a moment. That is what distinguishes the men from the boys. Delayed gratification. That is the best form of gratification. And budgeting helps you to do that, of course. Number four, which is what I'm going to end on right now is the habit of saving. I trust that you've been blessed. The Lord bless you. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or Email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afwakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no.